This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. Joining us this week on the podcast is Man City fan and manager of Manford All Seasons. It's Jason Manford. But before all that, game week 22 finally ended and it means the scores are 18-6 to John. Hang on. It can't be game week 22, then. 23. 23. I mean, you've literally had three weeks to work out what this game week is. It's gone on forever. It's like not knowing what year it is. Was it 2020? Oh, 2022, isn't it? Because Jesus was born. Um, no, hang on. Uh, there was the oh, bloody normal. You say that, and... but I do forget what year it is. And the reason I forget what year it is is because last year, 2021, all the 2020 tournaments, including the Euros and the Olympics, kept 2020. So it's like, hang on, it was Euro 2020 in the summer. So it must be 2021 now, but it's not, it's 2022. Do you know what's helped me? And you might like this. Every night, uh, my daughter reads a poem. My sister got her for Christmas, a book called A Poem for Every Day. And that is genuinely the point at which my daughter tells me what day it is. So, I mean, she's growing up knowing that her dad is insane and can't keep count, but she gets into bed and she says, right, it's February the 6th. And I say, is it? Right, okay, then. Well, let's have a bit of Spike Milligan. That's um, very cool. Yeah, it's good. And it is a good way of helping the date sink in. Admittedly, it's sort of too late by then. The day's gone. I mean, we had a lengthy conversation last night about, uh, I got her to sleep, thought she was asleep, got downstairs, got beckoned back. It's very revealing of what's on her mind. Sometimes it's, you know, quite a big question about what death is and when people are going to die. Um, children, you know, that's a, it's a big revelation in a child's life. So we talked that through. Last night, she called me back and said, I need to talk to you. And I said, what is it? She said, when is Christmas and when will mm. I get more presents? And I had to say, well, it's a long it's a long way away. We've only just had the last Christmas. And then we're in, it's a worse point to ask because there's nothing to look forward to now. So I was like, well, before Christmas, there's bonfire night and there's Halloween. Which was that one of them? I was like, well, they're actually quite a long, a long way away as well. All well, you've Easter, got now is Easter. Easter. But Easter's great. Easter's not a thing, is it? What? It's good for, if you're a kid and you get Easter eggs, it's fine. But it's not like there's no Easter advent. You don't open little sort of eggs every day for a month. Are you mad? There's Lent. Lent. No one's celebrating Lent. You get Lent and then you get the Easter bunny as all the components of Christmas. Yeah, looking forward to Lent. Yeah, can't wait, mate. Can't wait. Yeah, I had a, well, I had a big Lent. You know, obviously the last couple of Lents has been because uh, of COVID and that went really got stuck into a Lent. This is where your lack of awareness of the Christian calendar really gets you undone, John Richardson. Because it's in not the about church, the Christian in calendar. the church, Easter is a bigger deal than Christmas. Any God-fearing yes. soul will tell you that. I am not a God-fearing soul. I'm talking about where 
ordinary people on the street look forward to to get them through their lives and there is nobody now saying look it's cold and there's a cost of living crisis but do you know what it sounds like this you're just glad of a good old lent coming on have you been to a supermarket in the last two months yes well then you will have seen the oh, no i haven't by the way no i haven't and that's why i haven't done my fourth oh. year you have, well, we'll come on to that in a second. But you will have seen the bounty of chocolate eggs everywhere. A literal bounty. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there you go. You see, you can have chocolate and wordplay, John. You need to get yourself to the supermarket more often because then you would see what there is to look forward to. And also, the darling buds of May, those first shoots of daffodils that you'll see around even in February, say, look, this is a period of renewal. We're coming out of that cold, harsh winter. We're heading towards spring. The days yeah. are lighter. Oh. They're longer. They're more positive. Don't think I haven't done all that, mate. I give it, I give it the big and yesterday we went for a nice walk i said you know what this is going to be the first walk where we start to see the bluebells the snowdrops you'll see buds on the trees it was barren everywhere it was absolutely freezing it was horrific horrible weather sideways sleet into the face <laughs> i like it it's invigorating we had a couple of nice walks last week you and i when i came to your house no we didn't because you wouldn't come on a nice walk you didn't want to get your trainers muddy we just walk on the pavement i mean who the hell I'm- Wants to get muddy on purpose. People who enjoy nature. Or you can't talk about, oh, you're going to see the the snowdrops and the first signs of spring. You're not going to see them walk into Londis to get a cream egg. You can still... I don't want to get muddy. Will it be muddy? Hold on. I was living out of a suitcase. I've got trainers on. I've got to wear these on Soccer AM. My mum said I'm not allowed to get wet. Well, I don't want to turn up on Soccer AM looking like I've slept in the woods, do I? Would it have made any difference if you'd have had a little bit of mud on those trainers? Would oh. you have put away the chances you had in the Pro-Am? It's not about putting away the chances. It's about people on social media going, oh, he's got mud all I mean, obviously, the first issue I had was I had to clean my trousers after Wednesday night's debacle in the car park of Toby <laughs> Carvery. I didn't need more crud up my body. And for those of you that don't follow our Twitter account, at Comedians Playing FPL, finally, we knocked off a forfeit last week. Mm. Um, John took me to a Toby Carvery. He bought me dinner. He had to eat whatever I chose for him. Uh, John, why don't you just tell people uh, what you had to eat and, and what led us to that decision? Well, look, I sat you down. I said... How do you want to play this? I reached for the menu. I said, should I look at the menu? I just want to get me anything. I said, you know, I'm I'm here. I'll do whatever it takes. You know, I wasn't particularly hungry. So I was like, whatever you, however you want to play it is fine. And you said, do you know what, mate? Just have a nice meal. Uh, so I ordered the vegan uh, mushroom and ale pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had that with a side of nice vegetables and the vegan gravy. And it was, uh, it was absolutely lovely. Yeah, I didn't want, I just couldn't. I was so happy to be at a Toby Carvery and for us to be there together and we're having a few days together doing gigs and things. It was the one night off we had. I thought, I can't in all good conscience if you're already paying for it. I mean, also, I bottled out of having the champagne as well. I was just like... Also, it just felt weird to go to Toby Yeah, Carvery bottled in Toronto. out. Do you want to tell them about the conversation we had? Oh, go on. I don't recall it. Are you going to have some champagne? Well, let's look at the menu. Oh, they've got Prosecco. No, I'd rather not. It's not real champagne, is it? Well, it's not. <laughs> oh, dear. It's not champagne. It's Prosecco. I mean, it, the difference is I'm not mad keen on the flavour yeah. of Prosecco. Anyway. No, I only like good sh- I mean, it's not good champagne. Then what is the but point? It's not champagne, is it? It's I don't even consider Verve Clicquot to be champagne. Well, I do, and it's delicious. But the point was, even if champagne was on the menu... I couldn't sit down in Toby Carvery Dronfield. You were driving, 
and have an entire bottle of champagne. Also, that is the hottest restaurant I have ever been to. It was like having yes. to in an old people's home. It was like a sort of, it was almost like a crematorium, wasn't it? It was like they fill you up full of food and then wheel you into the furnaces. I mean, it makes you question where the meat is coming from. We walked in all <laughs> excited, didn't we? We'll put the pictures on the Twitter feed. The decline of Matt Ford, skipping through the car park on the way in, all set up for Valentine's Day, wasn't it? And mm. uh, it is worth reminding, you know, if you haven't booked anything for Valentine's Day, why not take your partner for a carvery? Um, so we had a nice little picture of you blowing a kiss by all the love heart stuff on the way in. The lady came over and she said, is it a table for two? And we said, yeah. And you said, I'm too excited to have a carvery. And she said, you know, as you would, you know, try and get the customer excited. She said, I'm not. I have one every day. She did say that. That, yeah. that was lovely, wasn't it? I think that was <laughs> it just must be nice. No, I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> So then we sat down. It was like, oh, my word. You know, I've not had a carvery for years. Certainly not a Toby one. Um, my theory, actually, on the heat, and it'd be interesting if you've been to a Toby carvery recently anywhere in the UK, hello at cpfpl.com, or if you work for the chain, my theory was that they make it hot so that you eat less because you make you feel fuller. Mm. Whereas if it was a bit fresher in there, you might go up for that second plate. That's just a working theory. Anyway, I get the food. You should also know for context, folks, that um, I was so excited about having a big dinner that I actually ate quite a lot before it. <laughs> so, I... talk, talk us through what you'd had uh, on the way to the carvery. So um, I, I met John at St Pancras Station. I had a bit of time to kill, so I had a yo sushi. Very aggressive from the outset. What do you mean very Weren't aggressive? You? Well, I said, where are you? I said, I'm by the Pret. I said, upstairs, you said, yeah. I said, the little one by the... Just to be absolutely sure that I wasn't going to keep you waiting, the little one by the platform. Yeah, mate, the one upstairs, Pillock. Well... That's the sort of fair, banter we're walking into. Fair. Fair. Unpleasant. Rude. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> so I had a, a yo sushi, then I had a chocolate bar from Pret. Um, then on the train, um, I had some biscuits and then some cake, some cake and yep. some pretzels and a sandwich. Now, eating that sandwich, that was the first time Chicken I said to you, bacon club. Yeah, that was the point I said to you. Maybe th- this isn't the right strategy. I also had a lot of water, four bottles of water, two liters. Yes, I drink a lot of water anyway, so that's the norm for me. Anyway, then we get to Toby Carvery. So I, I'd already had a lot of food. Anyway, I put away, you know, as well, it's, it's only when I sit opposite someone like you, John, I realised I eat quite fast and I demolished a heaped plate of Carvery, mm. I'd say in less than five minutes. I mean, it just went. Oh, less than three minutes. Yeah. So then yeah. it was bosh. And this was like food on food on food. And I was in a state of physical flux, chaos inside my body. Um, I'm physically uncomfortable. I'm sweating. My mm. head is rocking back. It's like I've been punched in the jaw. Um, anyway, we'll put the we, pictures on the uh, Twitter feed. Yeah, I, I. Well, I tell you what, we won't. Um, we can't show you the video because it is disgusting. Yeah, but, we won't show you the video of what happened afterwards. But I've got a lovely picture of yes. you at the table. <laughs> yes, we got that. But also, um, I don't need to tell you what happened. You can listen to the audio of what happened when we got outside. So we just come out of uh, Toby Carvery, and uh, I don't feel great. I feel terrible. I feel um, I'm, I'm one burp away from being sick. Yeah. But I have a cough puncher in the stomach. I feel like I don't even have room to breathe. The air is filling. Like <laughs> oh! <laughs> we got it. We got it live. <laughs> The curse of Matt Ford. Oh, I feel really lousy. <laughs> oh, 
curse, the curse continues. Well, I'm obviously embarrassed by that. Um, if, 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 Do you want to, if, if this was a press conference, uh, John Richardson, daily good guy. Um, obviously, this is a game we've been talking about for a long time. You know, fans have been really excited to see, and it's obviously ended in in disgrace. Have you got anything you would say to the to the fans? I want to apologise to the fans. You know, I was I was very clear after the game that uh, it's not a performance I expect from myself. Um, obviously, I want to be performing at the highest level. Look, I think most people will, would realise that on a, on a big day, on a big match day, uh, you have a lot of adrenaline. Dealing with that adrenaline and managing that is still something that I'm getting used to. And, um, you know, ultimately, I want to apologise to the Toby Carver in Dronfield and, and to all mm-hmm. the fans for, for the way it ended. Well, you, you mentioned they apologised specifically to the Toby Carver in Drumfield. I'm aware this now become a police matter, so I don't know if this influences what you can say, but I wonder if you'd like to speak directly to the two gentlemen uh, next to whose car you ralphed. I don't, th- <laughs> I don't think they actually saw it. So, you know, if they don't know who they are, then how do you apologise to two people that don't realise? I mean, have we got a final number on how many locations you ralphed upon in the car park? Was it just one? Obviously, then tried to move to a more discreet. I tried to then be sick in the bushes. The problem is, I mean, I don't want people to think I wasn't hungover. I wasn't drunk. This wasn't as a result of um, no. alcohol related excess or anything like that. I just eaten too much too quickly. And it reminds me of a time when we lived together. <laughs> you were out. I remember going to our local chip shop and I had a large chips, pie, chicken nuggets, battered sausage and curry sauce and a can of Coke <laughs> when we lived in Serbia. I remember eating it all and then just knowing. And I just very calmly walked to the toilet and it immediately came up. Mm. Um, sometimes that just happened. And that was what was happening in the Toby Carver. Just eating too much too fast. I couldn't hold it down. It was embarrassing. I am ashamed of it. I, I wish it's horrible that we got a video of it. Um, but this does that. happen in life. I mean, we did laugh. Well, we did laugh watching that video. But I laughed too much. It's one of those when you look back. I laughed too early as a friend. You know, when you see a friend vomit, there wasn't even a flash of concern before I started laughing. Blame the curse at any point? Do you think? Do you think that is the curse of Matt Ford, as I pointed out on the video, or do you think it's just just Matt Ford? Well, yeah, it's obviously the curse of my stupidity, isn't it? Had Mm. I not, I mean. Two things I'd have done differently. If we, if we, if you want to get into analysis, and obviously in FPL, you know that there is an FPL element to this. I wouldn't have had the sandwich. Yeah, or the two bits of cake, or the oh, two packets the of biscuits, fine. or oh, the bag of pretzels, or the chocolate bar from Pret, or the yosushi. I think the all the stuff you described, the pretzels, the cake, the chocolate, that's all just sort of train snacks. That that yeah. that, that exists in a different uh, level. Yeah, Th- that's all. Wash it down with a cup of tea. That's gone into a separate stomach. Totally fine. Apps exactly. The, the snack sandwich stomach. was big heft, and that yeah, was. And I tell you what was interesting about the sandwich. Mm. I advised you not to have the sandwich. Even the woman on the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know you are taking a liberty with the snack trolley. When even the woman on the trolley is saying, "We don't need it." <laughs> now, regarding the dance. We did film the gig oh, we yes. happened to do. Yes, um, on the soundtrack of the gig came on Guaglione. I totally um, forgot about this. I totally forgot. Yes. Oh, so we did get a few. You know, I came away feeling slightly flat because I thought, oh, we were meant to do all these forfeits, and we didn't because life yeah, we, overtook us. 
bottled out of doing the uh, Tangfastics cocktail on Soccer AM because it felt a little bit um, sort of laddy, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and you were up, I have to say, and I'll point this out. We've had a few tweets. Um, you were bang up for impersonating Kelbrook to oh. Kelbrook. You'd been practicing it all morning. I can yeah. I can vouch for that because I'd been in his company. You were you were absolutely ready to go, weren't you? I was, but it's just one of those things where they just didn't team me up for it. And I tried to sort of like hint at it, but it just didn't happen. I was like, oh man, you know, live TV guys, you know, this is what happens. But I was like, oh, you know, I was obviously there nervous about like, the whole thing because Kel Brook, welterweight boxer, phenomenal athlete. I'm a big fan of him. He sat opposite me and I'm like, oh my God, you know, it's leading to this point where I'm going to impersonate him to his face. And how's this going to go down? That didn't happen, so I was mild relief. You can't do it without being asked. That is the one thing I would say. Oh, you can't God, yeah. impersonate a, do- uh, a boxer without being teed up by a presenter. You can't just walk up to him and say, I'm <laughs> Kel Brook and I'm reading a book. Kel Brook, I'm reading a book. I've, I've got a massive right hook. <laughs> <laughs> I have, he'll tell you. I've got a massive right hook, some Kel Brook. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, <sighs> it's worse now hearing it back because... I feel now, at the time, I was sort of sanguine about it. And now hearing that, I think we have been robbed of one of the great moments in TV history of seeing Kelbrook think, should I should I knock him out or is that worse? <laughs> you know, the, in the car on the way back, I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I was a bit miffed that I didn't get to impersonate a dangerous man to his face. <laughs> I was actually like, oh, man, I'd love to have done that. I was like, my... Uh, my um, sort of ambitions are all over the place. Rather than yeah. seeing that as a bullet dodged, saw it as a missed opportunity. So I'm thinking, oh, real shame I didn't get to pinch Escobar's arse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so we do need a, a forfeit for the upcoming game week. Um, I wonder, it's Valentine's Day coming up. Oh, it is. Now, I don't know if you saw that uh, friend of the show, Cristiano Ronaldo... Um, as a treat for his girlfriend. Mm. I don't want to make you feel bad about your own relationship. Now, Cristiano Ronaldo projected his girlfriend's face onto the side of the tallest building in the world, the Burj Khalifa. How big's her face? Yeah, well, that's it. It's sort of a bit, it's almost like a bit of a slam, isn't it? Yeah. Saying, I mean, I, I needed to find the biggest building I could find. I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo's looking at me as a, as a future possible partner. I would hate that. I wouldn't even want Lucy to scroll my name onto an old sheet and hang it above a motorway. I would find that <laughs> a little bit. If she did that for my 40th, happy 40th, John, you dick, and hung it above the M1, I would feel a little overexposed. But if she put my face on the tallest building in the world, I mm. would not like that. No. I, I think it's what they call these days a bit too much. You know, just get... What, what happened to a heart-shaped box of chocolates? A, a, yeah. a card and some... You know, a little teddy bear clutching a love heart. Exactly. Uh, Clinton's cards teddy bear clutching a love heart that says, I love woo, or something <laughs> like that. You know, in fairness, it was a big birthday. You know, it was the big 2 8. <laughs> What's he good at? She was 28. What are you going to do for her 30th? Project her onto the moon. He's going to have to. He's going to have to. Cristiano, you, you've gone in too big too early, pal. You know what? Yes. Yeah. And then what, what about for a 40th? He he must be watching Bezos rubbing his hands, thinking, thank God someone is doing commercial space stuff. Because that's the only place I've got to go. Do you want John Richardson's controversial opinion of the week? Go on. 
I don't think they're still going to be together when she's 40. Oh, why? Why? Has he told you something? Uh, yeah, we were... Um, well, after I uh, dropped you off after the Toby Carvery, me and uh, Chris went to the Harvester. Um, and, yeah, we had... Uh, you know, he's just... You know, he's he's putting too much pressure on himself, you know, to be, to be a wonderful athlete and to project her face onto bigger and bigger things. And, you know, we mapped it out. It's sort of like those things that you get on Facebook where you keep scrolling down and it shows you, like, the bottom of the Mariana Trench. He's basically going to have to somehow project her face onto the sun for her fortieth because of the scale of it, and he's panicking about it already. He's, you know, I'm not going to be able to get a laser strong enough to project onto the sun. She's going to end up know looking like um, the sun in the Teletubbies with that um, baby that laughed at me. <laughs> Time for Tubby, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine him saying that almost in a flirty way. So um, we we should touch upon, although there hasn't been Premier League football this week, there has been FA Cup football. Thank you. Manchester United lost on penalties to Middlesbrough after uh-huh. a controversial VAR decision. That that obviously upset the Manchester United fans amongst us. How would you feel hearing this? Uh, I don't know if you know this happened at the game, Matthew. So picture the scene. It's about the 44th minute and you hear this. Announcement for fans at Old Trafford. Due to a technical fault, I regret to announce we will be unable to sell any food or beverage at halftime. Whoa. What do you think of that? I'll be livid. I bet you would, mate. No pint, no pie. Oh, my God. Do you think that's where it went wrong? You cannot... How... A technical fault that affected the whole stadium? It must have been something to do with the, you know, EPOS system that runs the uh, tills or something. But that's like the whole, that's like an entire city losing power. You like you should have some sort of backup generator. I could understand how it would affect, you know, a, a part of a stand, but an entire stadium. Can you imagine how many sort of of the older generation fans sat in a cell going, "Here I am, with twenty quid cash, by the way, cash sterling of the country we live in, and there's a pie there. I you are saying I am unable to give you this note of cash here to buy that pie there. What a system. What a mess. What a mess. And then just some like fifteen year old kid going. Uh, yeah, sorry, mate. Um, uh, the the them work. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'll just get my manager. The manager's sixteen. Oh, I don't know neither. I'm he legally not allowed to even open the oven door without the say so. So let's. We've got to talk about it. Nottingham Forest are one of the best teams in England. It's as simple as that. Nottingham mate. Forest are going to win the FA Cup. Already put out Arsenal and now Leicester. The holders, Leicester, mm. two Premier League teams, and it's not as if though we got lucky. They were fair results. In fact, Forrest could have had more yesterday. It was incredible how good we were. I was so happy yesterday. Good. You know, I think this is it. You know, this is... I think we'd batter Leeds. I don't want to admit to weakness in front of a man as cruel as you. In the weaker recesses of my mind, there starts to be the creeping feeling that what if Forrest got promoted and we got relegated? That would be... I mean, it'd be a shame because I'd love us to be able to go and watch Forrest Leeds in the Premier League. Yes, and actually, whatever the rivalry between our two clubs, and, and, and obviously the reputation of your club stinks, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Leeds because you support them, obviously. I've always wished them well because of you. Mm. Um, obviously, you would have liked Forrest anyway because mm. we are one of those clubs that are universally admired. Um, mm. Throwing flares onto the pitch, celebrating a goal in the FA Cup. Uh, well, let, you know, I don't think you would, if you want to come onto fan conduct, I don't think you're in the strongest position being a Leeds Oh, you're going to compare some eight-year-olds running on to celebrate with the players they idolise to throwing... Let's be honest, explosive missiles to... Sound like Sam Fender. 
Who's that? Who's that? I think one of the best songwriters in the country. Hypersonic Missiles. I've Googled Sam Fender. Come on, mate. He's amazing. I've Sam, never heard of him. He's into FPL. Sam, email us hello at cpfpl.com. We'd love free tickets to Wembley Arena show later this year. Would we? Well, I would anyway. I'm sure you're a lovely lad, Sam. I don't mean anything by it because I hate it when people do this to me, come up to tell me they don't know who I am because it does happen every now and again. Yeah. Everyone over there is telling me you're famous, but I uh, just wanted to come over and say I don't know who you are. Well, what a waste of both our time. However, well... <laughs> what songs does he sing? Hypersonic Missiles. Right. 17 going under. He was only born in 1994. No one can be brilliant at anything because 1994 must mean they're only seven years old. He is the best thing in music at the moment. He's sensational. Wow. That's big. You, mate, you'll recognise the songs. you got, oh my God, he's on the radio all the time. He's brilliant. He's really, really good. He's a Newcastle United FC fan. Yeah, he's been on BBC Breakfast hungover. Oh, the more I read about him, the more I like about him. Yeah. Fender has his Brit Award made into a beer pump at the Low Lights Tavern in North Shields. That is very cool. Fender holds left-wing views, but has said the British left has alienated their grassroots supporters by concentrating on identity politics, leaving the working class to be picked up by the right. I mean, his music is superb. You will recognise it. And Sam, if you're listening, I'm sure you're into FPL. Two tickets to Wembley Arena, backstage, etc., much appreciated. Get in touch with our producer, Dan. And in return? At cpfpl.com. Well, we uh, we could let him into our fan league. Well, I was thinking you might offer him tickets to Matt Ford Live, where you play in Gateshead, or possibly Middlesbrough Town Hall, oh, or Stockton don't... Ark. So I'm playing the Newcastle Stand, Hexham Queen's Hall, Annick. There we go. Um, tickets for all those shows, the forthcoming tour, mattford.com slash live. Um, and um, I'm doing the South Bank Central in London on the 19th of February. That's very soon. And then off nationwide, so all the places. Right then, we're joined by Manchester City fan and the manager of Manford All Seasons, which I have to say is it's up there with the best puns in the league. It's Jason Manford. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I appreciate it's that. It's good. It's 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 nice and clean. It works. It's yeah. football related. Seasons, you know, th- there's nothing wrong with it. Team itself, I mean, yeah. the, the biggest reveal I can give of sort of where you're at in the league is, is you're sort of tussling with, with Fordy. I think it's about I think 80 points between you and Fordy at the moment. Right. Um, that's not a good thing for you. Oh, is that not? Okay. No. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've been one of the worst players in the league. I was bottom of the league for a long time. I was bottom below people that were doing, like, lucky dips. Right. So, <laughs> okay. The fact that you're below me is... is right. I'm guessing a sign that you've not been on top of the admin. I'm, I'm trying to be generous. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say that is part of the problem. I mean, I'm just looking at it now, and I just had to uh, re-download the app. So I'm not saying <laughs> I've not been concentrating. <laughs> Yeah, you vice-captained a player who was on a different continent in the last game week. So, yeah, you know, that's going to be that's going to be trouble. You're obviously a big football fan. Yes. Is it that the the FPL gets inside your head too much, or is it that you've been burnt in years gone by? No, do you know what it is? I just always after the first four weeks, if I've gone wrong, I just think. There's no coming back. I'd be the worst manager in the world in real life. <laughs> by, by the end of September, I'm going, look, lads, I don't think I can turn this around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I rarely pick a rival player, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, gone with, I've, I've got a Liverpool player in there, which is fine. You'll notice there's no Man United players in there. I mean, I mean, why would you this season? But um, Well, you say that, you've got Luke Shaw on the bench. Oh, yeah, there is Luke Shaw on the bench. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, quite right. You like just like benching him. 
Yeah, I picked him not to play him. As you see, yeah. he's on the bench. <laughs> I've got Connor <laughs> Cody in ahead of uh, Luke Shaw. I mean, I've got to, I've got players in my t- actual team who don't play in the Premier League anymore. <laughs> that's not a good sign, is it? How, am I ever going to get above Matt Ford? I've got well, Jan Zaburek uh, from Brentford, who it says here says transfer into Viborg. He's gone. <laughs> See, this is the danger with doing this podcast: is when people come on who've not been on top of the admin, this yeah. forces them to start playing again. And then I'm going to be bottom of the league in a fortnight. <laughs> yeah. I can see on your camera you're wearing uh, an Xbox headset. Yeah, PlayStation, these ones are, yeah. Ooh. Um, are they? Sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. You're not to know. Um, I know. <laughs> are you quite tribal? Are you sort of Pepsi and Coke? Do you only consume one? Yeah, I don't. I've never. I don't think I've ever played an Xbox actually. If I'm honest. Also, you get to an age where you go, I know these buttons now. <laughs> yes, exactly. That. I couldn't possibly learn new buttons. It's like if, you know, that's how like Apple get you. You know, the idea I of s- going to a Samsung or whatever now is like, yeah. Mate, I literally, I may as well speak another language. <laughs> I spoke to a, a dad of uh, one of the kids at my daughter's school this week, and he said he'd, he'd bought uh, an Xbox at the start of lockdown, and he said I, I sort of. Yeah, signed up to the Wi-Fi. I thought I'd have a little crack. I had to have the instructions on, he said. So it tells me on the screen what button to press. <laughs> okay, so not a good start. I read what button to press and then had to look down at the controller to see where that button is. Yes. He's like 7-0 down to a yeah. 12-year-old. Oh, no, you can't. Uh, I mean, it's, what's weird is wearing these headphones without some kid from another country calling me names, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> this is the nicest conversation I've had with these headphones on. <laughs> oh, Jason. What sort of abuse do you get then? Oh, I mean, on a family-friendly podcast like this, I would, I would hate to use some of the words <laughs> that these children say. Uh, but, um, <laughs> the, the, tri- <laughs> the trick is, well, when you see your dad, uh, friend at the school, this is a little trick. Me and my friend Steve Edge, who occasionally have a little play uh, during Lovely the day. Lovely man. Lovely man, yes. Um, we have got a little rule where we'll only play between like nine and three in the, in the day because kids in this country, <laughs> at least, are at school. <laughs> and so you are only really playing other dads uh, if you get somebody from the UK. But um, but yeah, it's just one of those. It's so infuriating that, that you can't play it properly anymore. Like my little brother's, I mean, he's twenty one. Um, but you try and play that game with him, and he's I mean, he's doing like rainbow kicks with defenders. <laughs> To be clear, though, when you say you'll only play between nine and three, that means in that window, you're not putting in six hours a day, five days a week. No comment. You're not like <laughs> dropping the kids off, getting straight back and getting, getting straight on onto it. No, no, I wish I, I wish <laughs> I, uh, I wish I had the time like I used to, to be honest. But I mean, that's a little bit like with the, the football manager thing um, for the fantasy football team, because I have spent days playing football manager over the years um, grew up mm. when I was sort of growing up and stuff and uh, or not growing up as it were. And, uh, and so that, that's why the fantasy team sort of scares me a little bit because I know I've lost months, years maybe, <laughs> literally looking at players' stats, you know. Anyone who's got that deep into football manager mm. has had the, like, having to walk away. I mean, I've had a point where I literally had to go and have a shower yeah. just to just to realise what life yeah. is and smell fresh air and realise that I haven't actually just lost the FA Cup final. Yeah. The, the thing with, like, FPL is... Because it's got that link to actual football, yes. so at least in fantasy, you you know you've created an entire world. FPL because it's actual football. When it goes badly, you're like, oh, I just know jack shit about the sport I've followed for <laughs> yeah. years. I've always been one of those fans, though. Like I, I can sit with my and my dad can remember individual goals from years ago. 
you know, genuinely years ago. And I just, I can't, even last season, I'm struggling to, you know, to remember yes. moments in I'm games. I'm so glad you said I just, that. I've not got that brain for it at all, you know. Results from, oh, do you remember when we got beat by Swindon on the Tuesday? I, I know I don't. Fordy remembers commentary. Don't yeah. You can remember the goal and the commentary. I remember, I'm really good for stuff that's happened with Forrest, mm. but other teams, I, I watch a lot of Premier League football. I couldn't tell you who most of the players were. Yeah, yeah. I can sit there and watch. Maybe Man City or Liverpool is slightly different, but sort of mid-table Premier League, I could watch it all day and they're not, I can maybe tell you one or two of the players. Yeah. Are. My postman recently, I came out the front door and he went, who's the West Ham goalkeeper? <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, oh, what? He went, West Ham goalkeeper, who is it? I went, and I actually didn't know, and I had to pretend that I'd forgotten. He went, oh, he lives around the corner anyway. And it just was like, God, he's now going to think, you know, this guy makes out he's a football fan. He doesn't even know the West Ham goalkeeper is. I don't know the West I mean, Ham do, goalkeeper uh, Can anyone either. tell us who the West Ham... Fabianski, isn't it? Get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. <laughs> who is the West Ham goalkeeper? Are you the West Ham goalkeeper? Maybe nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> That would be remarkable if it turned out they didn't have one. That's how well they've been doing. No one's noticed this season. It's actually the postman. That's the full circle. <laughs> he just wanted a compliment. Just... Hilarious. <laughs> you ever just said, oh, good morning, I'm about to ask you a football-related question. I mean, I still wouldn't have known. But, you know, if someone mm. ambushes yeah, you like that. Much. That's out of his jurisdiction as well, that. Do you think they should get onto Royal Mail about it? I would say, I mean, it's bad enough getting trolled online. You don't want to get trolled yeah. by the old mail. That's not. That's that's it. I mean, you like, like. say what you like about Hermes and Yodel. They don't fire questions at you. <laughs> no, no. I, had, I had a full circle moment with Football Manager, weirdly, actually. Um, so, this is how much I played Football Manager. It, it actually became part of my set, my stand up set. And I used to do this routine oh, about it that ended up doing uh, did it on Football Manager. And it was a true story where I went to do this charity gig at Man City. And uh, I was meeting all the players and, and the stuff afterwards. And um, and Micah Richards, who was the uh, fullback yeah. at the time, sort of came to say hello. And uh, I sort of said hello. You know, it was pleasant and stuff. And in the car on the way home, my dad was like, "You're not like Micah Richards." I was like, "Yeah, I love him. I love him. He's all right. Yeah, it's fine." He said, well, you're a bit. I thought you were a bit off with him. I said, I'm <laughs> "Off with him? What you thought? Yeah, you're a bit. You were nice to everyone else, and you're a bit off with Micah Richards." And on the way home, I realised it's because on Football Manager. He'd not turned up to training. <laughs> I'd find him. <laughs> and then the next thing it said on the thing, it said, Micah Richards hates Jason Manford. Right. That was so, because on a subconscious level, that was just in my mind. I must have seen it a million times. When I met him, I was like, oh, all right, Billy, big b. Yeah, figure that. Don't turn on when you don't want to. Okay. And um, anyway, I did it. I did it in my stand up. And it, it became one of those sort of like clips that. Anytime football manager or like transfer window and all those things sort of come yeah. back and people sort of retweeted me and stuff like that. And I sort of forgot about it. It's been, uh, you know, 15 years or whatever since I did uh, Live at the Apollo uh, the first time. So I, um, I'm flicking through Twitter and obviously Mike Rich is now much loved um, pundit. Mm. Uh, mm. Everyone likes it. So he it, there was a, a video of him and, uh, and Roy Keane having a chat. Uh, on Sky Sports, it was very funny. He, he put Roy in his place. Roy sort of had a laugh about it, and he did that funny laugh that everybody loves. So I retweeted it and said, "Micah Richards is my favourite pundit. He's so funny. I love him to bits." And Micah Richards reposted it, going, "I'm just so glad I'm forgiven, Gaffer." <laughs> <laughs> That's like very a 15 nice. Fifteen-year turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> so He's when... made the uh, transition look very easy, hasn't he, Micah yeah, Richards? Yeah. Just a bit of personality. 
it, don't take football too seriously. Bang, you're yeah, in. Yeah, you're in. When it's done badly. I'm not, I'm not naming any names. But Ooh, I watched, I you about to, then. watched a cup tie this week. And uh, my God. Shall I name names? Yeah, because we can always bleep nice it out. Smell. Oh, I <laughs> Bleep it out. <laughs> Team X. <laughs> um, on the uh, Leicester Forest okay. game. Bloody hell. He couldn't even talk about his own career. Like, it's one thing being asked about another team, but when you can't even yeah. talk with any enthusiasm, they were like, what was it like then when, you know, obviously you'd been out injured and you got recalled for the cup final and you won it? God, like two minutes in, I was like, I think I was more enthusiastic about him coming on that game than he was. <laughs> I remember Andy Townsend as a pundit. Um, he was one, you know, like Ken Wilsonholm once almost read the future when he said they think it's all over. You know, some people on the pitch, they think it's all over. Yeah. It is now. Andy Townsend can't even read the past. <laughs> Townsend is pub chat, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's damn well there, Jeff. You know, it's come down to him. He's. He's put his boot through it. He's ended up in the back of the net. He'll be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so are Chelsea, the one nil up. You know, it's just, you don't get any insight <laughs> no, at all. No. And so much of punditry is that. Oh, it's a great finish. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, all day long for him. You know, it's calmed down. It's sit up nice for him. Outside of the boot, top corner. Yeah, 2 nil Everton. You know, you don't get any. With Carragher and Neville, when you're in that situation, when it's coming to you like that, you've got to be careful <laughs> that you haven't got a fullback because they will step off. And you're like, oh, this is okay. interesting now. You're like, you, you get yeah, more yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because Shearer was doing that yesterday when he was talking about Brendan Johnson's goal. He was like giving more. And I think it was the contrast between him and Wes Morgan because Wes Morgan was still in I'm a footballer mode, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was still like, yeah, yeah, it was good, you know, but, you know, the lads worked hard and, you know, he yes. wasn't quite in I've made the step from playing mm. into punditry yet. Oh, but, yeah, he was, he was behaving like a man who had no interest in becoming a player. Yeah, it, it was like, not the, you know the old cliche about do the ironing badly and you'll never get asked to do it again. That was a man <laughs> saying, I can't be bothered with this. I don't like putting a suit on. I don't like sitting in a chair. Well, he's still on 60 grand a week, isn't he? So, is he still playing, isn't he? Oh, is he? Is he not still a player? I thought he was. Or is he not a player anymore? Have I got that wrong? I'll be honest, oh, the West Ham goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> I think he retired at the end of last season, but obviously in his head... He's from Nottingham. He is, yeah. He's a Nottingham boy. He was at Forest for years. Yeah, yeah. He was a local boy. I mean, we've bleeped his name, but everyone's going to know it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, in in terms of FPL, you're in uh, you're in a few leagues. Uh, you're obviously in our league. Um, you're, you're 19th yes, I am in, a couple of in the comedians FPL league. You're in the you're in the Manford Family League. You're top of that mm. one. Ooh. Um, yeah, I mean that. If I'm honest with you, uh, oh, I can send you a screenshot of that, actually, uh, John. I'm looking at it now. There's no one else in the league, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I set it up with the family. Nobody else joined. Um... <laughs> it's good for morale, though, to just look at a league that you're top of. Mm. I think it's a good tactic. It's one a lot of FBL players could benefit <laughs> yeah. from. Yeah. Because I'm not top of any Who's of the league. top of our league? Oh, you know. f- would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got insight, um... isn't he? Because he's like, you know, he's he's a sky man, isn't he? Old uh, Russell Howard. You know what I mean? Oh, do you yeah, think? think? Do you think when he's going in to record good news, he's bumping into I Roy think Keane so, yeah. Oh. And they've got, yo, yo, you want to put a change of left back this week? You know, I mean, he's not Scottish, Roy Keane, of course. I can't do accents, but, um, you know, he's obviously got give him a bit of an insight there. And I think that that's the only explanation for me. Um, I mean, to, for, for want of, um, uh, not for want, want of trying, I did set up my own uh, league, the Jason Manford Fans League. Ooh. That I am positioned ten thousand six hundred and forty-four. Right. I don't know. I can't tell how many people are in it because I can't scroll to the bottom. So I don't know. I mean, presumably, I'd be delighted with that. Even if you're bottom, mm. 
that's that, that I would take that as a reassuring number of fans to have, you know, because that's only one in the Venn diagram of Jason Manford fans. That's the Jason Manford fans who also play FPL, and you've got at least 10,000 yeah, there. That's good that's numbers. That's not bad, actually. If I can keep them, if I can keep them 10,000 happy, I'm fine. What you don't want is what I would have, where I'd set up a John Richardson fan league and be like, oh, you're, you're top of the John Richardson fans league. Yeah, I'm the only person in it. <laughs> no, I set it up. No one else joins. <laughs> as far as the podcast is concerned, mm. it's all about the upcoming game week. Oh, yes. You can beat me and Fordy this okay. week. Okay, well, I'll be up for that. If you beat us both, we'll get you a prize. What about a sort of dictionary of French swear words? That'd be good. So that you can give a bit back. Yeah, I'd be into that. Next time you're getting battered on FIFA you can really say something <laughs> disgusting to a, a, a French yeah, kid that'd be great. that's exactly what I'll be up for yeah that's it that is a good prize actually my wife came in the other day playing um I was playing FIFA and this came back from work early caught me and uh I was working in inverted commas and uh, and uh, she came into the living room she was like what are you doing I was like I'll just have a quick game of this I've been on it for two hours and uh I was I was playing the career <laughs> mode where you play like start with a player Oh yes, you, know, and you sort of build him up yeah. from it. And um, what was what was what baffled my wife was uh, my player was on the bench, and she's waiting to come on. And she said, "What are you doing? Why aren't you actually playing it?" I said, "Well, I'm waiting for the manager to put me on." She's like, "What? You need to try to explain it to somebody." He goes, "So you're sat on the sofa watching your player sat on the bench who's watching a game of make believe football that wouldn't be happening if you hadn't turned the PlayStation on, and you're waiting for a computer to tell you, right, off you go, go and have the last ten minutes." <laughs> You're never going to win that. There's no. never going to be. No. You just can't. There's no world in which that makes no. sense, other than to people like me, who like, I would absolutely be doing that. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I sort of do it when everyone's gone to bed, so it's that, you know, stupid. It's two o'clock in the morning, yes. and you are just, you know, as you say, waiting to come waiting on in the game. Yeah. And then you come on and you're rubbish. And I can't even enjoy the game, because I can't help but think, I'm not that good at football. Mm. So even if I do well on it, I think this is unrealistic because I'm actually not that good at football. So even when it's going well, I can't enjoy no. it. Yeah, I used to be, I used to create myself as a player, and then I, I to stop putting myself in as this really fast, talented striker because I thought this is ridiculous. So I made myself a sort of jobbing right back, <laughs> which, is, which is what I am. So that way you're, you're playing, and you're not even that good. Yeah, I um, find it more. It's the same reason I prefer to have nightmares. Is if I have a really nice dream and I think I've scored the winning goal for Forest at Wembley or England have won the World Cup and then I wake up and that's not true. My ordinary life, which is a very good life, feels terrible. Whereas if I'm on trial for murder and then I wake up, my ordinary life is a vast improvement. Makes sense. So if I was living in the virtual world, this this wonderful life, I, I think then I'd struggle to then adapt to, you know, effectively this, these are the problems with the metaverse, aren't they? Is that actually, if I go into the metaverse, I, I want to live a terrible life so that then ordinary life is is a break from the metaverse. Does that make sense? Yeah, sort of. But I think you need to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fabianski's had a knock, by the way, just while we're talking about the West Ham goalkeeper. I just thought that. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that's why we don't know. That's why we didn't know who he was. He's had a knock. Maybe the, maybe it was the postman's knock. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you don't win, I'm on a I'm on the uh, I'm on a website of French swear words now. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I can tell you that you can turn merde into a verb, so you can say emmerder, uh, and that means somebody that's covered with shit. Oh, um, I like that. So, so somebody who annoys or bothers us and could be described as a pain in the ass. 
So um, can have that one That's for good, free. And if you successfully win this game week, I'll send you a whole dictionary full of those. It's exciting, yeah, isn't it? lovely. And what what is there? A, have I got to do something for you if I if I get beat or what's? So I've I got to get you something. Oh, do you know? Do you know? You're the first person to yeah. offer. What's, I think that says everything about a man. But what what do you want to do for us if uh, if if you don't win this game? We we usually let people just carry on with their lives, <laughs> given that we don't pay them to be on the podcast. But if you want a sort of punishment going forward. <laughs> My car's filthy. Okay. All right. Well, uh, uh, who am I got to beat here? Both of you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You've got to beat both of us to get your prize. All right. I'll, um, I might send you... Uh, actually, I've got, this, I've got a, a, one of these books here that I've got, you get sent from a PR company. Yeah. Uh, John Richardson it is. I don't know if you've read it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got a couple. Uh, it'll cost you more to post it than buy it at this point. My book. <laughs> Good luck in the game week. Thank you very much for joining Cheers, us. Cheers, boys. Cheers, Jason. Thanks, lads. It's time for John McGinn again. Again. Now, uh, we've praised John McGinn's body. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've praised his mind. Yeah. This week, I want to focus on his acid tongue. Ooh. Yeah, John McGinn... Uh, 70,000 likes for a, a swipe at the Prime Minister this week uh, on uh, transfer deadline day. John McGinn tweeted, eight hours to get Boris a club. Yeah? You're nice. a satirist. Talk nice. me through, uh, you oh. know, give me the professional response to that. <laughs> well, look, a lot of uh, topical comedy is A story plus B story, isn't it? So mm. uh, it was transfer deadline day, lots of... Um, uh, controversy about the conduct of our Prime Minister and he's done a transfer deadline day joke about the Prime Minister. Let's be honest great joke but it's the fact that it's a footballer doing it that makes people like it. It really is as simple as that. Yeah, lovely stuff and he's had some real uh, traction there. Do you think um, he means when he says club that's a joke about he's going to go to a nightclub or is it just I let's transfer know. him out of Downing admit- Street? It is one of those jokes, the more you think about it, the less it means. Do you know, I mean, he's literally one of those. If you said it, you know, if you were chatting to him, it's only eight hours left for Boris to find a new club, you would have a laugh. And then you you don't want to pick it. What are you implying? He's going to he's gonna sign for Labour or the SNP? Or are you sort of implying he's going to go to a nightclub? Or yeah. implying that there's a way for him to get out of the situation within the next eight hours? Obviously, transfer deadline day doesn't apply to politics. So why why would he need to act? You know, by the end of January, it, it sort of it sort of doesn't make make a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. But John, you know, keep going. And this what you know, John, you and I are both great encouragers of new comedians, whether they're Premier League footballers or not. And uh, if you want some tips on topical joke writing, happy to help, John. Uh, hello at cpfpl.com or tweet me at Matt Ford. I'm sure you'd help him, wouldn't you, as well, John? Yeah, happy to help if he wants to get into live. You know, if he wants to, uh, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to the uh, Aston Villa Leeds United match this week. So I don't know if he wants to meet up. Uh, perhaps he could do a tight five uh, uh, before the game. Perhaps I'm, I'm happy to oh, help yes. him. And tell people what you were looking forward to uh, going to the Leeds Villa game, you thicko. Oh. I thought I was going to see Jack Grealish. Yeah, what I, a frat. I forgot he'd gone. It hasn't really happened for him at Man City, has it? Um, well, I hope you enjoy it. And no, maybe... You don't. No, you one. don't. Of course I do. I always I always want you to be happy, John. Don't um, you hope. I need a wee and I can't enjoy it. I'm well, going to lose. Maybe during that game, someone will hit the post. This time he's at the post.
So, how about this? After the Ellen Davies uh, episode. Okay, Andy from Suffolk's been in touch. Mm -hmm. Dear John and Matt, I'm writing to you from the toilet. How ah. do you feel about that, John? I'm slightly uncomfortable, but it's not. Were this a solid? It, I, I assume you're talking about an email rather than a piece of paper. He's not actually yes. taking a pen and paper in there. He means he's typing on the toilet. Um, uh, are you a toilet texter, John? No, I don't like it. Don't like it, and you don't need to be in there that long. I never understood people who need a job to do while they're in there. You've only gone in to get something done. Yeah, but you get bored. You need to read something. Yeah, but why is it? Why are you getting bored? You sit down. You do the thing you need to do, you clean up, you get out of there. At what point is there an opportunity to get bored? Because it can take time. Well, then you're not ready. So, he says, I'm writing to you from the toilet at 6am on Sunday the 6th of Feb. This is the fourth time... (laughs) This is the fourth time I've been to the toilet tonight. 1am, 2am, 5am and now 6am. Andy, I know the feeling. Last week, I listened to your podcast and heard you speaking to Alan Davies about Wagamamas. My ears Mm -hmm. pricked up as I was due to visit said restaurant on the 5th of Feb with friends. (gasps) I usually pick the same thing each time, yaki udon, and wanted Lovely. to try something different. You all seemed excited about the tofu firecracker, and my choice was made. Yes, yes. Without trying to sound tough, I'm not a stranger to spicy food. Mm-hmm. The tofu firecracker is tofu tough, was hot, but not stupid. I, I, I've, mm. got, I've got to agree with him. When you it's two got a were, sweetness to it. Well, when you two were banging on about the tofu firecracker, I was like, I've had it, and it's not that hot. And I was kind of annoyed that you two thought it was hot, but I didn't want to ruin your flow. Anyway. Oh, now it all comes out. It's like a divorce hearing. Yeah, actually, when we were having that conversation about how we loved each other, I was actually thinking, I feel sick, and I don't want to see you again. Anyway, uh, he said, I admit, I didn't eat the dry chilies. My friends dared me, but I refrained from being dragged into that kind of banter. <laughs> good for you he says anyway i was wondering is this normal i do feel you warned me this could happen but not that i could be up four times during the night was the curse of matt ford been added into the look it was Mm. alan davies and john richardson who were the tofu firecracker boys i'm a chicken katsu curry man to my core so no i don't believe that is the curse of me to you Well, I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, the curse is things we talk about that go wrong. Sometimes it's footballers. Sometimes it's journeys. This week on the podcast, we spent a lot of time talking about food. You've ralphed up and he's had problems. The curse has got into people's diet this week. I think you've got to entertain that as a possibility. Yeah. I mean, when you put it like that. See, the problem with this is, though, Andy, by the way, let us know how long, um, you know, the recovery time was. We hope you're okay now. And to all of you, if any of you were influenced into having a tofu firecracker um, or any of the food that we've discussed on this, maybe a Toby Carvery, get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. We hope. I mean, obviously, it's been a terrible week for food. Poor old Andy. has mm. been up all night. I was sick in a car park. You know, it's, uh, it's been a funny old week on this podcast for food. It does feel cursed. It's, you never know when you start a podcast. You know, you, you hope it'll touch people. Obviously, you, you hope it'll find its audience. You, you never really can dream that when you start, a complete stranger will be in intestinal agony at six o'clock on a Sunday morning and think of you and get in touch. You know, that, that, that's that's special, isn't it? That's a special bond. I think you're right. I think, you know, some shows, they have fans that just listen to the show or whatever. I think our yeah. connection with yeah. the people who this show is for is profound. Here the fact I am. that they feel comfortable enough to text us when they're on the toilet, yeah. I don't think you get more intimate a relationship. No, you wouldn't email BBC Breakfast, would you, with, you know, tears streaming down your eyes from the sting of your own sour filth. 
You know, yeah, the, the Today program doesn't get this. We had a, an email here from Steve in Wigan. He says, "Can you ask the Prime Minister?" And by the way, I'm texting this at three a.m. Shitting my guts out through my <laughs> arsehole. Why he won't resign ever party game? Yeah, very other special. Shows, other shows that have that. BBC establishment, eat your heart out. Is it time to dedicate this week's show, and we haven't done this for a while, is it time to dedicate this week's show to everybody listening on the toilet? Yes, great idea. But also, what will play into that is, what's amazing about that is, talk about delayed gratification. When you're saying, no, 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 you just go out of the toilet, you don't do anything in there, don't even look at the walls, just close your eyes and defecate. Um, There have been people listening to this on the toilet going, oh, but I am listening to the podcast. And then here we are talking to you as you either stand and pee, sit and pee, or sit and poo. And I think they are the only three options. We haven't heard back from Joe Whittleson yet, um, but we have heard back from Jake Widowson. What? So um, in in sort of... Doppelganger in name. Would you be happy to uh, describe Joe Widowson in the same terms as you would describe Jake Widowson? Um, yeah, I mean, they sound similar. I probably would have gone to a similar place. Yeah. Okay, well, he says, I know you were guessing Joe Widowson a couple of episodes ago. This is very close to me, Jake Widowson. Uh, I am from the north. I live in Manchester. I'm 26. I don't have a beard. Uh, I have done a few 10K runs, yes. but not done a marathon. Yes. I have a fiancé. We <sighs> recently bought our first house. Um, I have two dogs, Husky and Malamute. <laughs> I love his dog names. Uh, you were close on a few things, but not on others. Thank you for the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Jake Widowson. And uh, uh, as far as the fan league is concerned, uh, we keep our eyes on it. Uh, Callum says, scanning the league table earlier, I noticed I'm sitting 23rd. Congratulations. But I have an inferior Callum Stewart sitting below me in 28th. Could you tell him that we are now locked in a John versus Matt style head to head with him? May the best Callum Stewart win. So five places apart in the league, there are two Callum Stewarts. So we've put together listeners in America. Uh, in the same town, perhaps yeah. it's time, you know, to end the war and say, let's just put the Callum Stewarts together, meet up, guys. You might get yeah. on. The war is over. The peace pipes has begun. As began. Because that's all we've got time for this week. Next podcast is going to be out on Friday night and we will be joined by Tim Key. Remember to send us new format and strand ideas you want to hear on the podcast, as well as any ideas for forfeits. But tweet us at ComediansFPL, email us, hello at cpfpl.com. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Leave a five-star and a written review to have other FPLers. Is that, would you call it that, FPLers? I don't know. I'm not happy with it, but I can't think of anything better. But just tell everyone about it, okay? We're going, I'm putting my body through deep stress for this podcast. Mm. So the least, the least you can do is tell people about it, right? I'm going to start, you know what? I might start getting a bit more threatened at the end here. You look better be sharing it, yeah? I'm, I'm interested to see how this threat is going to segue into the cool Instagram guy that you've you've pledged to be as well. So I look forward to that. I take it away. An, an angry demand for five-star reviews into a hip young guy who's on all the <coughs> hip socials. Yo, hey, bro. So hit me up on Insta, yeah? Uh, got some fresh content on there for you guys. Yeah, real cool stuff. Lots of content. Uh, lots of influencer stuff. Uh, we're going to be doing unboxings. And uh, um, what else do they do on there? Reels. What's a reel? I've never, never had, had the confidence to ask. I don't know what I've never heard it before. Uh, you can do it on Instagram. You can do a reel. I don't know if it just means video. 
I bet that's Sounding what it means. very old now, aren't we? Yeah. Are you on We're Facebook, Grandad? Yeah, at Comedians FPL. Oh, on... we didn't talk to old John today. Next, we've got to do it in the next show because I love old John. Okay, and we didn't do Lukaku's lines it anyway. But equally, if you have any other suggestions for you know pun-based features that we can milk, yeah. until they're dry. Oh, okay. You made it sound quite bleak. Well, I, oh. I'm not a supporter of the dairy industry. Oh, okay. So if you've there got, you go. Any... It's John's second yeah. controversial opinion of the week. Okay, how about this? If you've got any pun-based footballer feature suggestions that we can milk until the soybeans are dry. Yeah, I don't... I, you know, I think oat milk is the best for the environment. Oh, really, my God. I'll take soy milk good. if it's offered. Almond, of course, is the most intensive on the, on the planet, but, of course, still better than dairy. Any extra advice you'd like to give me, tweet me at Matt Ford, and we'll feature it in our new section. Chew your food. No? Well, we've got this new <laughs> section that we've got a whole sting made for, but no one is sending me any. You've never had a hot tip. I've never had a hot tip, but please. You need to change it to mild tips. But I'm not even getting cold tips. I'm just getting no tips. Hot life tips? You want just advice on how to live your life? That's a good idea. Did you have a hot tip from Ash? It says here, by the way, Ash, thanks for the hot tip. Oh, it does, yeah. What was that? I forgot to send it. (laughs) I need to send it. Okay. Well, Ash, I haven't read it yet, but... If the rest of you could also send me some hot tips. A lot of pressure on that hot tip for next week from Ash, isn't there now? Give it the big build-up. So good luck to everyone in game week 24, apart from Emmanuel Dennis. We still haven't forgotten. I haven't. Bye. Bye.